0: Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this
1: is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlos is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute buck kicking with love.
0: Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bySarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a
1: second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you
0: with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash Now, on to the show. It's the weekend. Good morning. (laughs) I'm really excited because I have a name today that's a different nationality, but also a gray's name. Oh, what nationality? Uh, It's, uh, so I I Googled um, Iraq names. Okay. They're actually some of my favorite.
1: Okay. So today's story, I'm I'm going to need a man's name because the client is a male that calls in. And asks the question, uh, or actually Kelly, he explains to me at the beginning that he got referred to us mm. uh, by a friend um, who told him to call and ask the question, what do you get around my marriage? And then just sit and listen and record. Thank so you, friend. Go ahead and name him. Farouk. So the guides came in right away and said, oh, we're going to go straight to his wife and start talking about his wife. We're just going to give you validations right off the top. He's going to confirm you need to do this first, Karen, because he trusts this person, um, but you still have to prove what you do. He's still, you know, like on the fence about it. You're like, yeah, I'm 13 years in. I know how this goes. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Right? So I said, okay, Farouk, I said, the spirit guides are saying to me that you've been married for quite a long time to the same woman and i said this is your first you're asking about a first marriage and he just kind of has a chuckle and i said oh is that correct and he goes yeah yeah it's a first marriage and i said okay um, the guides were saying that your wife was raised in a military home now i want to be specific here some people are going to hear this and think oh they live in canada it's canadian military oh i wouldn't have gone there at all fair enough So her family is a military family, and her father runs the home like he's in the military. So his wife and his children are expected to obey. Okay. And I explained this to him, and he says, that's spot on. And I said, "Um, he's also an alcoholic. His wife's dad? Yeah, his father-in-law. So his father-in-law... an easier
0: way to say it, yes? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Is military and alcoholism. Mm. Can you imagine a worse combination? Uh, well, I think one of yeah. I, I think that's a, a horrible combination because you're talking about mixing um, PTSD with with drugs. Yes, and now you're ex- you're the one that thinks that you're in the best situation to take charge of other people's lives, mm-hmm. children and another adult.
0: Um, pardon me. He's current, pardon me. I I want to say this properly. He was an alcoholic as he was in the military? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I I was thinking maybe I made I made an assumption that there was alcoholism after he got out of the military. Oh,
1: I'm glad that you clarified that. Is that is a
0: terrible combination.
1: Now I understand your statement. Yeah. And and Kelly, it can be verified in that session that um there's, there are other forms of verbal abuse, and that's why I'm saying it's a terrible combination, because mm-hmm. it leads to forms of verbal abuse. And so he goes, yep, that's very true. That's my wife grew up in that kind of environment. And uh, he says, this is good. Okay, go. And I said, well, I said, you're military. And he goes, I am. And I said, um, you are of the same belief that your wife and children obey. And he bristles because he thinks this is his family secret. Oh. You got it. It's, it's like in the first two minutes of the session. And I tell you, I thought this man was going to hang up. I thought the line was going to go dead. And he just kind of looks at me. And it like, there's this awkward silence of which everybody now knows I thoroughly enjoy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm totally great in those silences because the spirit guides are just telling me more and more stuff to download. And they're giving me his emotions through the synesthesia. So I'm completely comfortable because I'm still picking up all of the information and I'm in work mode. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there thinking, how do I, how do I not let her catch on? How much is she going to know? How much can I shut down? Oops, shit. How did I get into this conversation with this person? And then you, there's this moment where he's like, he's on that fence of, do I stay and and deny? Do I stay and gaslight her? Do I stay? Because you know, she's going to look for validation. So do I just gaslight? Do I um, hang up and get out? And there's... Just this total silence on my part where I'm just like, doo doo <laughs> Like, you go ahead and you do what you got to do. I'm going to listen to the guides. And so he just, literally, it's like he's not blinking. He's just staring at me. Mm-hmm. And so I just asked the guides, what do you want me to do? And they said, we'd like you to continue. He's just going to sit there and he's frozen, doesn't know what to do. You continue and we'll let you know when it's a check-in or, so I'm thinking, maybe I'm going to continue talking. And this is going to get disconnected. The guides go, don't worry about it, continue. So they said to me, he's not happy in the marriage, neither is she. They both want out and they both know it. She doesn't feel that she's allowed to make the decision because she has to obey. So she's waiting for him to make the decision. And he knows that. So we want you to be able to say to him that the spirit world knows this, that we know what's going on in their home because he thinks everything that's going on in that house is still just under wraps. He believes that there's no way on earth that she would go out and say that to anybody. And if she tries, then he will gaslight whoever she tells that to. He will say things like, she's just got mental health issues having problems with her, and so he will create stories around her mental health, so that everybody does not believe her. Whoa.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's destructive. Yes, that's destroying someone's life.
1: Yes, and 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 I want to bring up here Patricia Evans' book um, the verbally abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. because she really puts it very clearly in her book that this is the destruction of the soul. Mm -hmm. She writes that plain English, doesn't dance around it in the least. And literally says that when we verbally abuse another, we batter the spirit. That's how she words that. And so the guides confront him, and say we're your spirit. We're your spirit guides and we know that you're battering another soul's spirit. So we're here to say we're holding you accountable. Nice. Yeah. And so he just sits there and looks at me and he go and he just says to me, "Go on." But now the go on kind of has a little edge in it, eh? Mm-hmm. And I know that. I know that being a human being Meaning that meaning that I teach communication, so good luck, buddy. And I've read that book seven times.
0: (laughs) I feel like you should have like a black belt, you know, or like what what did I have in brownies, like that sash
1: of badges. Oh my god, like book badges. Oh, I think that's (laughs) awesome. That is such a compliment. And if Patricia Evans. Ever hears this show and wants to send me a little funny piece of paper that yeah. says this is her badge. My mother-in-law can sew it on for you. <laughs> yes. I will take her badge <laughs> proudly. So I'm I'm comfortable. Thank God for her book. I'm comfortable with confrontation. I'm now comfortable with the verbal abuse in knowing exactly what I'm capable of doing should he decide that he's going to verbally abuse me. Mm-hmm the guides then continue and say, we want you to point out to him that the entire spirit world knows and that while he thinks he's getting away with it on earth, he will not continue to get away with it. This really funny.
0: I just wrote a description for a previous show because as people know, we have them in the bank and we, we record them way in advance. And I wrote a description that said, the spirit guides are less than impressed with Raj's behavior. And I read it and I thought, Ooh, is that too rude? Like, do spirit guides really say we're not impressed with you? And you're coming out and saying it right now in the show? Like, okay, I think I channeled that sentence instead of Kelly writing it. Good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you feel like that. Yeah, because you know what? The same way a good, healthy human parent can say, I love you. I love you through and through. I'm extremely disappointed with you right now. Yeah. Disappointment does not mean I don't love you. Being angry with someone does not
1: mean I'm I'm going to take away my love for you. Being abusive means I don't love you. Yes. That's what I love about Patricia's book. Mm-hmm. She flat out says verbal abuse is not love. Mm-hmm. Do not get that confused. And it's when you get that confused that you stay in those relationships as the abused or the abuser. Mm-hmm. And good, healthy confrontation is love. Correct.
0: When someone who can kindly... Um, put in front of you the the shortcomings, the, um, the poor choices that you make, and say, "Look, you did this. You can do better. I know it's within you." Yeah, that is someone saying, "I want to hold you accountable. I want to be here for the good stuff." Yeah. but I'm not willing to put up with the, with the unhealthy stuff. You got it.
1: And she does so beautifully in her book. I can't remember what chapter. Uh, If you do, please, please say it. But where she writes in that chapter, what a healthy relationship is. Mm -hmm. Is that around 12 or 13? I don't know. It's in the book. Just fucking read it.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to pick that book up and go, I have to skip to chapter 12. Karen said so. No, you have to read the whole book to
1: have context. Yes. And actually that's in our book club. So if somebody is listening to this show and thinks, yeah, okay, yes, this is speaking to me today. But it's scary. As the abused or as the abuser, then it is The Verbally Abusive Relationship by Patricia Evans. And it is in our book club on patreon.com, just in case you guys are interested. Forward slash by Sarlo. Right. Thank you. So back to, oh, good Lord. His name again? Farouk. Back to Farouk. So the guides say to him, you're held accountable. And he just crosses his arms. And I said to the guides, what do you mean he's held accountable? What do I, like, what do I say? And they went, well, it's not hell. It's not like we're saying that there's judgment on the other side. And I said, oh, Farouk, I said, this isn't about a hell kind of a thing. And he unfolds his arms and puts them down at his side like, oh, okay. (laughs) like this. And I said, "Oh, I'm 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 not into the religions." I said, "I'm I'm not trying to say to you that I believe there's a heaven and a hell." I said, "I don't believe that." And I said, "So, I'm not suggesting there's a hell." When they say you're held accountable, that means that when you cross over, you're going to be confronted with all of your behaviors, all of the things that you think, but you sit in that and you heal through that. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to have another lifetime and your spirit agrees, then you come back down to earth to fix those things through love. It's love and kindness and healing and an opportunity to heal what you did through all of those things. Mm-hmm. So you would have an opportunity with that same soul, but to get it right this time with love and collaboration. That's balancing. That's the karma. It's healing, not retribution. So he goes, oh, okay. Okay. And and, and you just see that he's just willing at least to stay two more minutes. But throughout his entire half hour session, it's like he's always on the edge of his seat that at any moment, I'm out of this.
0: Yeah. Well, he's been found. (laughs) It's a little bit of a scary moment. Isn't it? Yeah. Because lady, like on on initial meeting, you're a tiny white woman with blonde hair Mm. and a very big smile. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're an abuser. And it's like, I don't know what to do with this. Oh. She looks kind and loving and she's saying it kind and loving, but my dirtiest secret is sitting between us right now. Yeah. And she put it there. Yeah. I think that that's hard for people. Okay. Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're the sneak attack, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Okay. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I think people expect to be confronted with sharp looking people or, Mm. or, you know, that that bigger build
1: kind of thing. Oh, okay. Or somebody yelling it at them. I don't know. Or or I think sometimes too. It's someone intimidating. Okay. And I think people are more expecting that they will be confronted by their truths if they go to therapy. Yeah, And I think that some people even think I can go to therapy and I can gaslight the yeah. therapist. Because I'm supposed to be doing the talking. And yeah. if I don't do the talking or I
0: direct the narrative, then I can avoid it. And I can direct what they think and what they believe about me and yeah. this
1: relationship. And we literally tell people to stop talking. Yeah. Yes, because the spirit guides are going to give all of those responses and all of the information. So he gets confronted with them and then he goes, uh, or pardon me, not he, the spirit guides then said to me, he's going to be okay if you tell him how he can benefit. Of course. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so where's this going then? What do you want me to do with that one? And they said, we want them out of this marriage. We want them as far apart as possible. So I said, how, what do I do? And they said, we want you to tell him that in the soul contract, this marriage has been over for a while and that it's good for him. It's time for him to move on. And that's what he's waiting to hear. And I said, what did he come to me for, for that? He's an adult. And they said, well, the person who sent him to you is the person he now is, thinks he's in love with. This is his next victim. And I'm like, oh, so she sent him to me because she wants him to hear that his marriage is over so that he'll leave his wife. And then she can have him. And I said to the spirit guides, is that how this is supposed to play out in the soul contracts? And the guide said, a hundred percent yes. Oh, And I'm like, Cool then let's get it done. And they said, we want you to say certain things to him. So this is what came through. Farouk, you are to leave her and you are going to support her. You are going to give her money for the next five years because within those five years, she's going to educate herself. She's just chomping at the bit to get an education, to be independent from your sorry ass. So she will, step out on her own. She will get educated and she will get a career. And then you won't have to pay support for the rest of your life. Interesting. And because he hears that he will only have to pay for a few years, maybe five versus the rest of his life, it's like- Freedom. Yes, it's freedom. And then he gets the new partner that he now thinks he wants. And I said to the spirit guides, what about the new partner? Oh, don't go there. I went, what do you mean? Oh, she's totally going to teach him. And I said, do I tell him that? No, no, that's part of the contract. He's met his match. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? Well, she's gaslighting him. Hmm. He thinks, he's gaslighting her back, but when it comes right down to it and they both step out of the gaslighting, she's far worse at abuse than he is. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's heartbreaking. And they said, it is, but it's the only path he's willing to live. Wow. He wants abuse. And all I can think of is how heartbreaking that is. Mm -hmm. So I said, what do I do? And they said, we want these two separated so that his wife can move on and support herself. And eventually the children are, are older but that the children then can make their own decision as to who's the healthy parent, Hmm. who they want to be with. And if they don't want to be with the healthy parent and they want to be with him, then that's their choice because they're going to live their life narcissistically like him. Hmm. And the healthy children will pick following their mother and live healthier lives. Right. I find all of that fascinating.
0: Yeah. You know what? I want to say congratulations mm. to you, because um, I know I know the position that you sat in to channel these things, oh. and how much it sucks. Just really sucks as a human to hear that someone is walking right back into an abusive situation, and as you mentioned, even worse. Yeah. And hear the guides say, "Don't you dare interfere." Yeah. Um. That's that's difficult. Yes. Because it is as an instinct you want to protect someone's spirit. Um, but as you as you well know, what's more important is to protect the contract.
1: Yes. And that as like you said, as much as we know what's in that contract, we have to go by when the guides say this is what you can say and what you can't say. Yeah. And you have to let certain things play out. Mm-hmm. I think that's most
0: clearly illustrated as well. If anyone's struggling with this concept, when we do search and rescue, oh yeah. or when we're asked to, I should I should clarify that, and we hear, nope, you are not the one that's supposed to find this body. This police officer is not the one that's supposed to find this body. It's supposed to be this random stranger. It's supposed to be this family member. And so we have to sit back and say, sorry, I'm being told no.
1: Yeah. And I want to clarify that sometimes that that's a no for our safety. Oh, definitely. But I just, I just mean that when
0: we're, when we're not interfering with a contract, yeah, it's on someone else's or in someone else's contract to, to have that discovery because of the way it's going to alter
1: their life. Yeah. Oh, Kelly, that totally reminds me of the gentleman that was missing, um, that hung himself in the bush. Mm-hmm. I think I did a podcast on that. Where the guides gave me the yeah, information right till the very day that he died, and that um, a passerby on an ATV was going to find him, not the police, not the family, and that it had to happen that way um, because he was—he was—it was intended by the spirit world that he was going to suicide, and we were not allowed to stop it. And I can understand people listening going, "What? That doesn't make sense." Well, life doesn't make sense. Well, no, they're
0: talking about, no, I want control. Yeah. A lack of control doesn't make sense. And that's just not true.
1: Yeah. The guides then told me to say to him that they know that the woman that sent him to see me is a woman that he's actually interested in and that he's involved with and that he's not been honest with his wife, nor has he been honest with his partner. Oh, and that part of the reason that he's here is not just because she sent him, but that he's just hoping that what he's going to get told is, is that he can move on to the new person. And the answer is yes. And you can leave it at that. So I did. That, that was his entire session. And this was probably one of the, one of those sessions where you do all the talking as mm-hmm. the channeler, and. The client really just sits there because he barely asked anything. He barely said anything. He barely affirmed anything. And so at the very end of the session, I said to him, okay, we're done. It's been half an hour. Thank you. And, you know, the debriefing. Mm-hmm. And he thanked me. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised. And he didn't say anything about whether he was actually going to follow through or not. I'm And I'm curious if I'll see him again.
0: I'm I'm finding your comment curious. Most people don't say, okay, thank you. I'm going to follow through on that. <laughs> right? <laughs> like ever. <laughs> True. Yeah. I'm just doing my thinking out loud, I guess. Okay. I, You know, a lot of people will say, thank you, that the information was helpful. Thank you, I feel, yeah. you know, fill in the blank a certain way.
1: Yeah, he did not. No, I no, didn't expect that. No, no. Be, and I don't either in that moment, particularly because he's an abuser. hmm they yeah, they withhold. They yes, they're going to do. They're going to abuse every person to stay in control. So he sits there withholding it during this, the session, and then will even withhold much other than just saying thank you. I was surprised I got the thank you, mm-hmm. and that was it.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing the story. I think there's there's a lot for people to unpack in there yeah um, you know, you could just look at the military family and how and and you know, pull pieces of your own life if you grew up in that or if your spouse grew up in that uh, t- to learn that these people really think, okay, I have to obey. Life is about obeying. yeah because so much so much of that culture gets brought home, even if yeah. they themselves are not involved in the
1: military. I've often wondered because I didn't grow up in military family in a military family. Kind of you did though. Well, you do to some extent when you grow up in a religious family. Yeah, it's militant. You got it. It's just a, in a different kind of way. As you said last week, it's a cage. Yeah. And I've just I've just often wondered why those spouses stay. But now I understand when I read the verbally abusive relationship and I understand that in order to stay with a partner who says we're going to run this life around you obeying my orders, that you had to have been raised that way in something. Mm -hmm. And it might not be that you were raised in another military family. You might've been raised in a religious family. Mm -hmm. And that means that you're used to that kind of cage. Or a certain culture that says obeying family dynamics is the most important thing. Yeah. And I I certainly want to also say that we're not implying that all families, whether if you're religious, all families, if you're in military. No. We're not saying all families. We're saying that kind of family that is in that religion or of that military that does believe that. We're not saying every single one of them does. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a heavy-hitting um, relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing. You're very welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlow's. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.